Okay, today we're going to continue on talking about the World Cup. Okay, so every team played one game, so now everybody's on their second game. And for the first game kickoff was Qatar and Ecuador. And Ecuador basically pretty much embarrassed Qatar to the point that the, like the Qatarians were leaving halftime. So it wasn't the greatest opener for Qatar in that game. But Ecuador showed that like, you know, there, there are somebody to talk about. You know what I mean? And on the second game, it was England and Iran. England came, and they came blasting, okay? Iran came out protesting their own country. You know, I don't know how that's going to motivate you protesting against your own country that you're actually playing for. Yeah, so anyway, they got slapped. You know, England came out. You know, people have been saying, are England going to be good enough? You know what I mean? Are they going to lose to Iran? But they didn't. They came out swinging. You know, the defense was great. Everybody that scored in that game, you wanted them to score. You know what I mean? You got... The kids who are basically the future of England team, they all scored. You got Billingham, Saka, Sterling, Rashford, and Greenlish. You know, all these guys are the future of England. Maybe not so much Sterling, but everybody else in there. And then the other game was Senegal and Netherlands. Senegal and Netherlands played, and Senegal was technically were doing great. They did a lot better than I thought they were going to do, to be honest. You know, it shows why how important Mane was for them, because... Whatever they did, they just didn't have the firepower up front. And luckily for Netherlands, they actually had that firepower. And that's basically how they got two of the goals. And these goals came literally at the last minute of the game. So it wasn't just like, you know, they were scoring goals willy-nilly. This was, they fought for this. And then the other game was USA and Wales. So this this is a game that we thought, you know, done and dusted. United States is going to be fine. Wales, you know, I don't know who had Wales in their repertoire, you know what I mean, or in their brackets, but come on. It's USA all day. You know, USA had the whole game in a con- under control. And they made one goal, but it just, they couldn't make a second goal. And Wales just sticked around, just sticked around. Eventually, they got their goal. And it was a tie game. Okay, And then on Tuesday, the game that started off at 4 a.m., at least where I live. I woke up at 4 a.m. to watch this game. Okay, and I'm talking about the Argentina and Saudi Arabia game. Dude, Argentina better not mess with us like this okay this is not okay okay because that what game was ferocious dude they showed up and they were like kids with butterflies that don't know how to control their emotions you get what i'm saying they were just throwing balls in passing long throughs all of them without having like the clear intention of getting it to the next player they're just like i hope he gets there that's how they were passing same with their defending you know they, they were just playing with too much confidence when they got that goal for the penalty, even though the penalty was soft, but I mean, this, I mean, this World Cup, don't even, you know what I mean? Anyway, so they got the goal. You're assuming, okay, I mean, this is pretty much done. They're going to keep scoring goals. And Saudi Arabia came back in the second half, and they were just electric. Like, from the kickoff of the second half to the end of it, truly, well, not maybe, I shouldn't say to the end of it, but for at least 20 minutes, you know, after the second half, they had full control of that game. And they just took their chances, really. Argentina did not take their chances. And they couldn't even really create clear chances. It looked like Di Maria was the only one that was really trying. Everybody else was just messy, not clean at all. So Argentina lost. And that was probably the biggest shock of the World Cup so far. We had Denmark and Tunisia, and it was 0-0. I didn't actually watch that game. And then we had the Mexico and Poland game. This game was boring. I mean, this game was very hard to watch for me, okay? I can't believe Lewandowski missed that goal. 
and that was that was it. Like, other than that penalty, there wasn't really that much excitement for me at least. And the game after that was France and Australia. This game was very interesting. You know, right when the game started, Australia brought the ball to France. You know what I'm saying? They really played very well. And they got a goal for it. So you're thinking like, hey, is this going to be another upset? You know what I mean? Is this like Argentina game? No, it wasn't. Everybody kind of got their, you know, hicks together. Rabio of all people, came through and he scored the first goal. And then Giroud gets his two goals and then Kelly Mbappe scores. As you can see, if you look at the scoreboard, it just looks like a straight up easy night. And this easy night didn't start until the end of the second half. France is really here to play. And then we have Morocco and Croatia. The game ended 0-0. But we learned a lot in this game. One thing I learned personally was that Morocco is no joke. Okay? They're not just going to lie down and take it. I mean, this game, they had, they were the better team. They had more better chances. And it seemed like Croatia, their golden days are over. You know what I mean? I think once Modric retires, I don't know if there's anybody like Modric in there. You know what I'm saying? This is basically their last time, and they're playing like they're 38. All of them. Anyway, going to Germany and Japan. Talk about another upset, right? Germany in this game looked comfortable, right? They came in. They were blasting. They're blasting. They didn't care. You know what I mean? And they got their goal for it. And as they're going on the game, they just can't get the second goal. Whatever they do, they just cannot get the second goal, okay? I mean, they had 26 shots. Japan had 12 shots. They had 9 shots on target. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not like they weren't trying. They just could not make it happen. And the Japanese at the last minute, they got a goal. And that was it. You know what I mean? That's, these are the opposite. You know? They got comfortable. I know people were trying to blame the coach. You know what I mean? This guy, when he was a Bayern, he killed it. He, he was amazing. But for some reason, he cannot get this German team to look clean. There's always, you know, a side that's not working. I mean, look at who's in this German team. From the front to back, it's, it's packed. It's packed, bro. Okay, look at their midfield. You know what I mean? You got Gundua and Kimmich. And then you got on the front, who do you have? You got Nabry, you got Miller. You got Musiala. And you got Harvard up front. I mean, this is a solid, solid team. So this was just the same game for Argentina. I think they were just two confident team who came in. They thought they were just going to roll over their opponent. And that's just not what happened that day. And then after that... The real contenders for this competition showed up and showed up nicely. I mean, Spain came and they just destroyed Costa Rica. Costa Rica could not wait until this game was over. If this game was played another more minute, there's going to be another goal. If this game was played another 30 minutes, there might have been three goals. Because that's what they were doing. I mean, it's cr look, at, look at this. Everybody was scoring. And this is the team to really really beat i mean costa rica had no goals do you understand spain had 17 shots eight on target and they made seven out of those eight talk about efficiency okay so that was just that game was just dead it there's not much to say about that like spain spain let us know what's up and then after that it was belgium and canada so Belgium and Canada was very interesting because Canada is a new team. These guys are very young, but they're good. 
they, they, you know, they, they were very, very electric. I didn't think Belgium knew what hit them at first, right? And I, I solely thought, I solely honestly thought, if Davy would have just made that penalty, I think Canada had this in the bag. They had 22 shots, bro. But only three of them were on target. And that shows you they just don't have a lethal forward. You need a lethal guy up front. I mean, same for Belgium as well. Lukaku was hurt. He didn't play. He was out. I was out there looking. The game after that was Switzerland and Cameroon, and Cameroon was a lot better than I thought they would be. They had some great chances at the beginning of the first half. They could have had a goal, but they didn't. And as the game went on, Switzerland kind of just switched up, and they got their goal, and you know they won the game and they deserved it. Okay, going to the next team, it was Uruguay and South Korea. This game was pretty dry. You know, this is another dry game. Uruguay was a team who should have easily won because Suarez is there, Nunes is there, uh, they got Cafani there, and they couldn't score a goal. You get what I'm saying? Not a one goal. And Nunes had at least few opportunities. I mean, this guy's touch is worse than Lukaku. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, going to Portugal and Ghana, and this was the game. This was the game of the day. You know what I'm saying? And Portugal won by three. Ronaldo gets the first penalty, which obviously everybody was like losing their mind over there because it was not a penalty. It was cut clear that was not a penalty. And it was weird that the, the ref didn't go and look at the monitor because the whole Ghana players are like, dude, you have to look at the monitor. I don't know if there's a protocol when you can go to the monitor and the reason why you can go look at the monitor, but this, was, this should have been look at the monitor. Anyway, as the game went on, you know, you could have seen Ghana could have won this game. You know, right when they made that switch, they took their captain out. This is right when they tied. They took their captain out, and they took their best midfielder out too. And right when those two left, right? Right when they left. Three to four minutes later, as the captain going out, because he scored the tying goal, and he's hugging his homies because they're like, yo, we thought we were done wrong. Anyway, so they're hugging. As they're hugging, boom, Portugal scores a goal. And then as he's just sitting there, they scored another goal. Okay, so he's just like, I can't believe this changed so quick, right? But still, they didn't give up. They got their, they, you know, they got their boots strapped. They strapped it real hard and they went ham and they got a goal back. So it's basically, it was two to three. And as the game was going on, Ghana could have easily tied this game. Anaki William, that little trick he did where he just stood behind the goalkeeper. You can see Ronaldo was losing his mind uh, at the bench, seeing that like this dude just creeping behind the goalkeeper because the goalkeeper doesn't see this dude behind him. But again, he just couldn't get the get the ball into the goal. And Portugal won by the thinnest margin. After that game, we had Brazil and Serbia. As you know, Brazil is the main favorites for most people. And they were playing against the Serbs. Serbs have enough good players. But they just could not cope with the Brazilians. Brazilians was on their face the whole time. The whole time they were on their face. And they just couldn't handle it. Anyway, but Brazil just couldn't make a goal though. Like they couldn't make, they had the ball the whole time. They had 24 shots. Guess how much Serbia had? Serbia had five shots. Okay. Shots on target. Brazil only had nine shots on target. Serbia had zero shots, of course. But that's what I'm saying. They had zero shots on target. So Allison had a chill, chill day. Okay. And they could have easily gotten like four or five more goals. They didn't. They only got two goals. Which is fine. Both the goals were from, you know, Rich Allison, a guy who 
he's just not as technical as most Brazil strikers, right? But he has the flair, and this is what happened. This the flair, This was a flair game right here. Both of the goals were flair goals, and they were great. But now they got the bad news that Neymar might be out for three weeks. That means he might miss two games. Okay, how how uh, can they cope with that? You know, there's a lot of people who's been saying that you know Neymar is not if. Brazil is actually better off without Neymar. And I, I always say to those people, look at the stats, bro. Look at the facts. Neymar is, okay, it, it's a fact. Neymar is the third best player ever in the last, what is it, in the last 10 years. Remember, the guy left Barcelona because he thought he was as good as Messi. That was the mentality of this guy. He's comparing himself to the two of the greats. So when you people say this guy is not even as good as somebody compared him to like a Mason Mount that they, they would rather pick Mason Mount over Neymar. What? Come on. Come on. Come on. That's not even that's not fair to Neymar, bro. That's not fair. Anyway, I think this is a big blow to Brazil. I personally think without Neymar, it takes him off the favorites. That's how good Neymar is. And that's how much Neymar contributes for the first goal. The first goal, Brazil could not get anything going. They were just holding the ball. Neymar was the guy to create that goal. He was the start of that goal. Anyway, that's all I got this week.